Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. And joining us now here on Cats and Cosby is Senator Dan Sullivan, Republican from the great state of Alaska. He's also a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee and also a colonel in the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve. Uh, Senator Sullivan, so much going on, especially now the Biden administration is trying to take on LNG. Explain how dangerous that is. Hey, Rita, John, great to be back on the show, as always. But look, once again, they are letting the far left and John Kerry, can't wait till he leaves the White House, by the way, um, drive policies that make no sense. And this one actually makes no sense on in any way, shape, or form. What am I talking about? They just announced they're banning the approval of any American LNG projects going forward. So what, what happens there? You guys all know uh, it's shutting down American energy, hurting our workers. By the way, hurting the environment because when you ship clean, burning American natural gas to Asia or Europe, you actually lower emissions. And of course, from a national security perspective, American LNG helps our allies get off Russian oil and gas. And so what are they doing? They're essentially saying, keep buying Russian gas, keep funding the Putin war machine, because the far left radicals in America are telling Joe Biden what to do, and he listens to them. It's crazy. Yeah, this is also for security, well, it, too. It's well, a, security, it's a but, but why is President Biden doing that? I mean, maybe he doesn't want to hurt Iran sales. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand why other than that. I mean, Iran was uh, pumping 400,000 barrels a day under President Trump, and now it's pumping 4 million barrels a day and making a zillion dollars. Well, John, look, on the Iran thing, just... Just to finish up on the LNG issue, um, the decision today, all that's going to do is empower Putin. I mean, I thought we were fighting Putin. And so now you're going to say no LNG for our Asian allies, our European allies from America. And some of them are still getting Russian gas, by the way. And now they are forced to go back to the dictatorship in, in Moscow. So that makes no sense. But John, your point on the difference between the Trump administration's policy against Iran and the Biden appeasement policy is one of the most stark, dramatic differences that's undermining American interests. As you said, the Trump administration, with the strong support of Republican senators like me, had a full sanctions package against the Iranian oil and gas sector. By the end of the Trump administration, Iran had about $4 billion in foreign reserves. That's actually not a lot. Biden comes in and he lifts those sanctions, day one almost. And guess what? Right now, Iran has $70 billion in foreign reserves 
from their massive oil sales that you just mentioned, what are they doing with that? They're funding the Houthis. They're funding Hamas. They're funding Hezbollah. And so this policy of appeasement has only brought literally war to the Middle East. The other thing the Trump administration did, which was great, is they reestablished deterrence by killing the terrorist Soleimani, the head of the Quds Force. And they launched a peace initiative, the Abraham Accord. So the Trump administration's policies uh, with regard to Iran were working. Biden comes in, reverses them all through appeasement. And what do we have? We have war, literally war. And our most important ally, Israel, is under attack. It is really bizarre what the heck is going on. Uh, what else keeps you up at night? How is the uh, production of oil up in Alaska? Well, you know, we did have this one, I wouldn't call it a win, but the Biden administration, and I, I think I've shown the chart uh, uh, on, on, the, on the show before when I've been in studio, they've issued 56 executive orders and executive actions singularly focused on shutting down the Alaska economy. 56, John and Rita. I literally handed the president of the United States, President Biden, a list and a map of where these 56 executive orders and executive actions were harming my great state. And I said to the president in a meeting in the Oval Office, you know, with all due respect, Mr. President, if a Republican administration came in and put 56 executive orders against little Delaware, You'd be on the Senate floor raising hell every day if you're still a senator. That's what I'm doing, fighting this. So it has been a disaster. The one area where we got kind of miraculous relief, and it was actually in this Oval Office meeting about a year ago, and John, you and I have talked a lot about it, the Trump administration approved this very big project in Alaska called the Willow Project. It's about up to 200,000 barrels a day, 2,500 jobs as a ConocoPhillips project. The Biden administration was looking like they're going to reverse that one, too. And we got them to reapprove it. They trimmed it down. But from that perspective and another project called Pitka, the North Slope is probably one of the hottest oil plays in the world right now. As you know, that's all conventional oil. We got plenty of room in our Trans-Alaska pipeline. So believe it or not, despite the battles we have over ANWR and what's called the National Petroleum Reserve of Alaska, where the Biden administration is working daily to shut us down in Alaska, uh, things are starting to look good, particularly with Willow. And by the way, this matters not just to Alaskans, but it matters to Americans. It matters to people in New York, right? I mean, America yes, needs it's to coming be an down energy to, superpower. To the and oil from Alaska helps the whole country. Uh, we got a minute left, Senator. What else is on your mind that you want to tell the American people? Well, look, one, one of the things that I've also been focused on as it relates to the Middle East policy is getting this administration to wake up to the fact that their policies have failed, that the Afghanistan withdrawal sent a message around the world to dictators and aggressors that it was free reign. America lost its credibility after that botched withdrawal. So you saw the invasion of um, Ukraine by Russia. You saw the invasion of Israel by Hamas, which is backed by Iran. You're seeing the very aggressive actions by China against Taiwan. 
And John, this is all connected. You know, I read the intel. I'm on the Armed Services Committee. These dictators in North Korea, in Iran, in China, in Moscow, they are all working together. And we need a broad-based strategic response that's serious, not the Biden response, because this is a dangerous time. And, you know, we have great strategic advantages as a powerful country if we're wise enough to use them. Energy, natural resources, our lethal, strong military. But the Biden administration keeps undermining them, and that's making the world more dangerous. Yeah, that is really scary stuff. Well, Senator Dan Sullivan, thank you so much for being here. Very well said and so important. And let's catch up again real soon. Yes, sir. John, Rita, thanks. Always great to be on the show. Thank you. Senator, thank you very much. Great talking to you. Very important. All right, guys. Always good to talk to you. And uh, we love getting on the show. So thanks very much.